0: Hey, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Business Life and Coffee show. We are in the middle of the coffee shop Q&A segment. This is where I bring on a notable guest who has something that will really impact your life. Or there are moments where I get on my soapbox and hopefully the words that you hear add value to your life. This week, I am excited and thrilled to have a guest with us today to talk about a conversation that he has mastered. I would overarching say humanity at work, but we'll unpack some of that. But we have Max Brown, who is the co-owner for the Institute for Enterprise Excellence. He's also a speaker, leadership coach, and he's a fellow podcaster over at the Purpose and Principles podcast. Hey Max, thanks for joining us today.
1: Man, I'm super excited to be here, Joey. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Well, my pleasure. I'm glad you're here. And one thing I love about your background, and if you want to touch on it really quickly, is that you've seen a lot of things and you've been a lot of places. Could you give people a little bit of insight of your global context surrounding humanity at work and some of the places you've lived and worked? Yeah,
1: you know, it's, I'm grateful. You know, as you look back, it kind of seems surreal. And I wish I would have taken better notes along the way. But having lived in Asia for seven years and just worked in a lot of different companies and a variety of different situations live back east here in the United States and then now I live back in where I kind of where I grew up in Idaho and it's been a good life journey and as I reflect on it I just don't have any regrets for what we've done in different ways but you know it's true people are people no matter where we go in the world right no matter what language we speak no matter what the background we come from people are people yeah and uh, you know it was 1997 when I was doing a I was doing a training session in the middle of, of remote Countryside in China, where we were with this organization where we were talking about what do we all share in common as we try to reduce barriers to misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. And so we focused really on the basics of how we raise our families, the fact that we all desire to feed our families and go home in safety every night. And that was 1997. I just it's a it's a lot to think about.
0: Yeah, a, a lot to think about. And you were a world away. And now at this point, a decade away. I guess almost two decades away, but here we are kind of <laughs> asking ourselves the same question well some of us are asking that same question about you know why can't the world see that we have more in common than we do apart and and for those of you if you're listening to this i am black max is white and we're just you know we're having a conversation obviously about humanity at work but we may delve into some race conversations as well but max there's a lot of humanity at work and something's gotten in the way over the past seven months and those are our screens. What do you think leaders may have lost or undervalue um, with regard to connecting with fellow humans at work now that we're behind these screens and we don't see each other like we used to? Yeah, I mean, you
1: know, this is a great question, Joey. And I think a lot of people are dealing with this, as you know, and, and everyone can relate to this right now. We're, we've are we all become just online screen meetings day to day to the point where when we finally stand up from our computers, we're like, oh, man, I just can't get in front of another screen for while you know (laughs) that's right i was i was speaking to a a business owner yesterday owner and i said how is it in your business and she said i miss the day-to-day interaction i miss the spontaneous meeting in the hallway to be able to look at Mm -hmm. someone eye to eye and have that connection and that's what we're not getting in these Zoom meetings. The Zoom meetings are almost like the more formal way. But when we bump into each other in the hallway, when we're talking to each other during break time, when, we, when we're when we looking at each other at lunch, there's another level of humanity and respect that comes from that. And it's almost yeah. like, you know, the social media aspect of our lives become the place where we can play sound bites and we say things we wouldn't otherwise say to people in person.
0: Yeah. Well, how do you think the lack of physical interaction, how do you think that's impacting the everyday American worker? Well, I think it's more than
1: just the distancing. It's it's the entire atmosphere. You know, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of questions and ambiguity. And when there's a lot of ambiguity and, and there's nothing to fill in those blanks, a lot of people uh, get very, it, it exacerbates a lot of anxiety, right? And so, yes, these meetings are part of it and the remote part is part of it. I think frankly, without the Zoom, we'd all be going far crazier, right? Like <laughs> at least this way we can still have conversations and a lot of people have found that they've been become very effective. Yeah, in a remote learning environment, which is very good. And a lot of companies have realized that, hey, we're not going back. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to be remote going forward.
0: So, so companies aren't going back. And we, we hear the news of organizations that are saying, you know, we aren't returning into office until 2021 or maybe never. So there's that anxiety. But as a leader, I guess we have to work on that, right? We have to take the circumstances that are in front of us and say, how can we make the most of it?
1: And I agree. And we not only do we have to make the most of it, but we have to be able to ask ourselves, you know, the the, the tension or the feelings that we're feeling in our own lives, we need to recognize that our employees are feeling the same thing. Yeah. And, and so we, we do need to still have that sympathy on the Zoom calls. We still need to be able to have that empathy on the calls, even when we can't see each other face or, you know, face to face in terms of like, in person.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's say you were talking with an employee. They're frustrated. They're anxious. They've done back-to-back Zooms. You can tell on their face that they're weary. What does Max do? How does he have that conversation? What are some things that you would do to make the most of, of that conversation?
1: Well, that's a great question. As an executive coach, I try to feel the pulse of that with my clients. And, and when they express that, we, we, we dedicate time to that. So we can't ignore the fact that that's happening for folks. And we're going to have that conversation so that people can realize that uh, you're not alone in this world. You're not alone. And just the empathy that we can share by sharing and being present to someone who might be feeling something is alone, an act of compassion and an act that we actually do care about one another. This isn't about manipulating each other. It's about genuinely caring about one another.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I have heard you can fake caring, but you can't fake showing up. And I, I agree. That, that's always stuck with me. That was kind of in a, um, a pastoral sense. But uh, even at work, showing that you really care is showing up and creating that space in a Zoom meeting or in a Zoom one-on-one or a phone call or you know just being available because you can fake sympathy and empathy with an email or words or whatever. But uh, actually making that time is such an important thing to do as a leader. Yeah. And what you just said
1: about that you can't fake, I mean, you can fake caring. But you know, the interesting thing for me is that anything, even a good effort can be thwarted by, by someone who isn't really or genuinely thinking about what their motive is, mm-hmm. right? Or sometimes we even weaponize good things. Like we think that we're, you know, we, we do our pretend listening because we've all been taught how to listen. But people can tell, you know, people can tell, they know, they can feel it when they're really yeah. being heard and when they're not. And when we're being present with one another and when we're not yeah and i think that's key so for all of our listeners out there today i would invite you to think how are you going to just demonstrate care and take it over the weekend think about that in terms of how you create presence with everyone on your team some of you might be thinking gosh does that mean i have to have a psychology degree or we can't talk about business no we're not saying that we're just saying you know be be human with one another and allow people to feel human as we do our
0: work yeah i love it i love it and and so that is a great challenge i will definitely reflect on that as well because i think it boils down to like the golden rule and the platinum rule right treat people the way you want to be treated and treat people the way that they want to be treated
1: jumpstart hr is changing the face of the hr industry with their outsourcing project consulting and phone support enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the US, from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy to use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com contact.
0: What does that look like? How do we model it? Because I think it's very clear when you're treating someone the way that you don't want to be treated. But I don't think we realize that sometimes our actions are just that. We treat people the way that we wouldn't want to be treated if it was us on the other end. So That's a super helpful exercise.
1: I, I think it is. And, I, and I, I would just go one step further by saying someone, when we want and we don't know how to engage so that it's you know, sincere, then so, just simply ask a question. Mm-hmm. simply ask a question about how that person's feeling today or or what they're trying to experience in their life or what are they trying to do to make things better or what kind of routines are they experiencing right now and just let them talk about their ups and downs and their journey and and just be present to that
0: yeah i love you that
1: don't, you don't have to have a good solution for somebody in fact as a good coach we typically don't have better answers we just need to come up with better questions to allow people to be able to reflect and to be able to engage with us and are being present to them, they will come up with the answers that they need as well.
0: I love that. Better questions. That is, that's a mic drop moment. Tell, <laughs> tell the world to ask better questions. And uh, I think we can, we can get better with empathy. And I've, I've heard and have been told that better questions are the open-ended ones and not the yes or no's. What are, what are your thoughts on better questions? How do we formulate those better questions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it takes practice. And I think it takes time. None of us are perfect as coaches when we first get started. And frankly, I've been doing coaching now for over 20 years. And every day, I'm trying to learn something new about coaching, Mm -hmm. and how to improve it, and how to make it better and stronger. And um, open ended questions, absolutely help. And the more comfortable I get with my questions, then the more present I am to hearing the answers when they're also spoken, right? And so those are both really significant. Sometimes if I get so nervous about asking my next question, then I'm not fully present to the answer that's coming in either. Yeah. And so as a manager, I would suggest people prepare two or three questions they could go out and meet people with or go to your Zoom call with that, that aren't gimmicky that aren't manipulative uh, or make them feel like, oh my gosh, why are they doing this to us, right? Now, at first, if you've never done this before, people might be a little bit like, what are they doing? Why are we trying to do this today? But if they know your heart's sincere, it'll come across and they'll know it. They'll know it. But open-ended questions for sure. And if you have a couple of them in your mind, then be fully present when you hear the answer instead of just trying to struggle with your next question.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, and we're talking with Max Brown, Uh, Max, what he does in his day job, he's the co-owner of the Institute for Enterprise Excellence. He's a speaker, leadership coach, and a podcaster uh, with the Purpose and Principles podcast. Tell us about your podcast. Is it an extension of your work? Is it an extension of your life purpose? Is it a combination of the two? Tell us more about the Purpose and Principles podcast because I, I love what you're doing with it.
1: Well, thank you for the question. And, and as you know, I mean, I just recently had you on as a guest, we're gonna be showing that and broadcasting that soon, which I'm so excited about because it is about when we know our purpose as individuals, when we know our purpose, And when we live by principles of life, we actually make better decisions, not only for our personal lives, but for our work lives as well. And so for me, it is about what I would like to be able to help people understand, but it is definitely work related. So it's a leadership podcast. I talk to a lot of leaders out there about their businesses and how they're improving their business by leading with purpose and living by principles. And as we combine those two, how do we actually make better decisions and enable us to do better things? I don't think in terms of, you know, uh, quick hits or, you know, like the top three things you can do today to, you know, change your world. I think about understanding, am I anchored in purpose? Is that purpose a good one? Is it healthy for me? And what principles will help me to guide my life in that?
0: Yeah, that's so great. And so I I hope our listeners, uh, while you're listening to this interview, Going over to the podcast and hit that subscribe button for my friend and uh, consume as much as you can over the week because it's good. I have a question now sort of pivoting into some of the, the, the topics of the day, so to speak but i'll just be straight up with it how do you lead people who don't agree with you you know
1: and you know and and in this day and age you know in social media like we kind of talked about it's become more it's become almost like professional fighting match on social media sometimes you know and luckily hope or hopefully Most of those engagements are not professional relationships, you know, like the way we treat people at work, but we have become kind of a soundbite culture, right? And if somehow your soundbite doesn't match my soundbite, then we're going to war with each other rather than trying to figure out how to have a better common, what we share in common. Yeah. But I do like to ask the leader. I like to ask the leader, hey, if there's some common conflicts coming up with someone, then let's, let's go find out what's happening for that individual. So let's, let's ask him, you know, What's going on that, that is preventing us from being able to come to an agreement here? Or can, can you help me understand your side of this again? Because right now, we're definitely bumping into some things that we need to address, right? But what are the common things we do share in common to help us go forward? And it doesn't mean that we're always going to agree. We have to figure out that sometimes we don't agree. And that's okay. Let's not demonize that. But that we do need a path to move forward is also true. So yeah. we just can't live in conflict and say, well, that's just going to be okay. No, let's figure out how to resolve that conflict. And then let's all agree that even when we, when we came together with different opinions, that what we make when we forward together.
0: That's so rich. I have experienced and I understand the various barriers to getting to common ground. And um, a listener, a uh, video uh, watcher is probably thinking in their own mind right now about those barriers. And I can, you know, think about, A, uh, the courage to have the conversation in the first place, B, the courage to listen, C, the courage to find common ground, and then D, the courage to like commit to that common ground as opposed to saying my way or the highway. Over the course of your coaching What has been some of the biggest barriers to effective communication that you see leaders face and uh, how do you help them overcome it?
1: I think one of the biggest things is that we sometimes will misread someone else's intentions. And when we misread one another or we judge one another that way, it makes it very difficult for people to make good decisions. Mm -hmm. And when we misread each other's intentions, we actually misinterpret perhaps what they're saying as well. And so sometimes what we have to do is is step back a little bit and say, hey, is this just me interpreting something incorrectly as opposed to just placing judgment on someone else?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is so true. That's true. Let me ask you... Is there a project that you're excited about that you want to share with our listeners are you cooking up something good that you'd like us to, to get our eyes on yeah sure thanks for asking i mean we are working right
1: now on a project for how do we ask better questions and to foster continuous improvement in the workplace where leaders ask not only more thoughtful questions and that's what this is it's about leading people through more thoughtful dialogue so that we, we foster continuous improvement, we foster psychological safety, we foster better relationships as we seek common goals and better results for our customer. Yeah. And it's all about returning more productive results by having more thoughtful conversations. And that's, that's what we're working on now. I hope to get it out soon. It's just been a little bit chaotic, you know, with everything that's going on. We've just had to shift things and prioritize different. But the yeah. project is definitely up. In fact, it's, it's in my screen behind this podcast. Awesome. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah.
0: Awesome, well, we're gonna have to track the developments of that and rooting for you. Max, how can people get in contact with you and how can people follow you on social media?
1: Well, thanks for asking, it, it's easy. I'm just at S Max Brown, so smax Brown, <laughs> S Max Brown. My first name is S uh, Stephen Max Brown, but I go by my middle name, Max. And so S Max Brown, just smaxbrown.com.
0: Awesome, cool. Any party thoughts that you wanna share today?
1: You know, Joey, I just I appreciate you. I appreciate the work you're doing and I'm really excited about these conversations. I hope that I hope that people will feel there is hope and and it's not a false hope that we can all find more in common than we have in differences and that allow that 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 shared common purpose with each other be a way to unite each other in dialogue that promotes better outcomes and that's my hope for all of us.